You are listening to No PC Allowed, a.k.a. No Political Correctness Allowed. And I am Mac Iverson. The LOA, or Law of Attraction, is something that most successful people understand. Even if they've never heard the phrase, but most probably have, it is the very essence of success for those who use it. Its definition is, thoughts are energy, and positive thoughts bring positive results in all areas of life, and vice versa. Negative thoughts bring negative results. It is generally viewed as a pseudoscience. Musically speaking, for example, if you slam out a strong C chord on a piano or a guitar, there are vibrations and harmonies that resonate for a time after that action. This is similar to thought creates reality or thoughts are actual things. If you drop a ball, the ball will fall. If you think a powerful thought with lots of passion and do so consistently, Cognitive dissonance forces us to eventually take action to avoid the anxiety and depression that may result from not following through on those thoughts. The LOA also has a religious component, and this is the easiest way to get tricked, especially for Christians. You are the God, spirit, and flesh. Satan mixes truth with lies in order to deceive And so, the LOA becomes evil with a smiling face. People want what they want. It's important to understand that the phrase, Law of Attraction, was coined by an avowed Satanist many decades ago. It's not for them to adapt to life, but for life to adapt to them. A modern affliction for the successful or the spoiled rotten. It has gone by many names over the centuries. Karma, the energy that precedes manifestation, what goes around comes around, and many others. And it is a part of all major religions. This doesn't happen in a vacuum, obviously. Although if you ask some of the pyramid hat-wearing flakes from West L.A. or Napa Valley, they might misinform you that this, quote, thought creates reality, unquote, subjective insight is in fact reality. All the reality that one needs to function very well in life. After all, if a law is actually like a physical law, like that of gravity, then that means that you can bank on it every single time. But this LOA is not just for the New Age zombie-like tie-dye t-shirt-wearing old hippies. Jesus referred to something that may seem similar when he walked on water. New Agers like to refer to Jesus as the ultimate hippie, and if he can do it, Well, then we can too. But they completely miss the point of needing faith in Jesus rather than in ourselves. However, and this is a humongous however, the non-Christian and dare I say anti-Christian segment of the world has taken the LOA and made it their own and used it quite skillfully and again, dare I say, satanically. But the very idea that your thoughts greatly influences your direction in life seems obvious. When I was a young tyke, learning to ride my bike without training wheels, I can see it all now. My dad stood between a tree and a bush, and it was my job to simply steer my red radio flyer directly to where my dad stood. I guess I was a bit of a mama's boy and got nervous when I visualized disaster, and so because of my fear of both the bush and the tree, it never failed. 
I ran into either one every time, every time. This angered my dad after a while. He was patient, but only up to a point. Why was this little Mac so bad at this? Well, I had a negative mindset and saw only what I feared most. And so I attracted it to me, the law of attraction. Obstacles are what you see when you take your eyes off the Lord. Eventually, I learned to steer, but it took, it took me a while because of my stubborn negative vision. But the super successful child prodigies who grew up to be multi-gajillionaires did not let negative visions keep them down. They knew, most of them from a very young age, exactly where they were going in life, and so they went there pretty quickly. These kids grew up to be, many of them, the nemesis of conservatives and average working middle-class Americans. Why? Do conservatives and the middle class hate the successful and the wealthy? We shouldn't, and we don't. In fact, we greatly admire them. Unless you're on the political left, okay, so then the wealthy should hate the political left in return, right? That makes sense. But curiously enough, they don't. Is it because the political left is like a a flea on an elephant? No. They don't hate the left because the left and big business are in cahoots. But we're supposed to think that the left is for the little guy and the wealthy are supposed to pay their fair share, right? Isn't that the way the fairy tale story is supposed to go? Well, it doesn't go that way. It never has and it never will. The wealthy always, always want to protect those who are currently wealthy. Now, once we understand that we live in a fallen world, there's really nothing wrong with this, and it makes total sense. For example, if I busted my tail all my life and worked as smart as possible to, be as, as, to become as successful as I could be, then I'm never going to want to let that go. Makes perfect sense. However, many of the uber-wealthy are not what you call well-balanced. Due to their obsession, many are eccentric to say the least. The ultimate eccentricity is wanting to control not just their own lives, but to control everything within their orbits. Satan hissed lies to Eve when he said, The only reason God didn't want her to eat of the forbidden fruit was because she would become as God. She would be able to do anything she wanted just like God. We thus inherited that desire from Adam and Eve to be as God. But God is sovereign, and we are not. Hence, our endless frustrations. Even the super successful can't break this yoke of oppression. For them, success is never enough. Not really. They need something more, ultimately, to control everything to be as God. This is where the totalitarian impulse of the powerful comes from. It has been built into us. Only God's grace can save them. But the elite while being expert at feigning humility, strongly tend to be anything but humble. They tend rather to be secretly haughty and prideful. This is why it is easier for a camel to fit through the eye of the needle than for a rich man to get into heaven. This biblical verse, by the way, has been widely misinterpreted. The eye of the needle is not a metaphor. The eye of the needle was a small gate into Jerusalem. A fully packed camel had to be unpacked in order to pass through. The thought is that a rich man would similarly have to unload his material possessions in order to enter heaven. 
So while difficult, it is not impossible. Being prideful in attitude towards others is extremely common. But when that earthly pride transcends with our gaze up towards heaven, thinking we could do this whole life thing better than God himself, that's when pride becomes the deadliest of all sins, because pride separates us from God. That is precisely what got Lucifer and his fallen angels into so much trouble with God and got them cast into hell. So self-determination becomes the idol. Many of the wealthy have played this successfully, or so they think. It manifests itself by them having plenty of money and time to do as they please. It gives them a feeling of invincibility that transcends arrogance. It is hubris. Now they can make up all their own rules and without being judged. Let me ask you something. Do you ever feel like an alien in your own land? Have you ever watched a show or even listened to the news wondering where did they come up with all this insanity? The drive-by media and Hollywood and government education and so many other aspects of life have been bought off, like prized fighters tossing the fight for a bribe. Bribery. That's what happened. The elites have, so far, chosen the winners and losers because they have the money and connections. The LGBT WTF crowd is well compensated because they serve the interests of division of both the elites and of Satan. Satan is a visionary for human souls. He roams the earth like a roaring lion devouring all he sees. He is the frustrated God of this world. He sees what he wants, and he goes after it by hook or crook, without regard to whom he hurts or whom he welcomes into hell. The elites are the human form of this visionary, seeing only precisely what they want to see and discarding that which does not profit or please them. The LOA religion has greatly overpowered Christianity in recent decades. Something called prosperity consciousness is being taught in divinity schools right now. Success is taught in the Bible, but all glory for all things good must be rightfully reserved for God, not ourselves. We are all mere creations of God, and if we take his gifts and blaspheme him in the process, then where does that lead us? We conservatives are notoriously bad at this vision thing. Sometimes I'm led to believe that stodgy old lazy conformists just call themselves conservatives because they don't want to have to break a sweat to change in any way, shape, or form. That is not conservative. That is how turtles or clams live. You are not a clam. You were created in God's image. We are more like eagles. And the reason you have so many challenges in life is because iron sharpens iron. Do not pray for an easy life. Pray for a life that challenges you to become what God created you to become. The LOA substitutes mere positive thoughts for God's word. But the energy behind the LOA is very real. It drives the elites to want to desperately change the world as soon as possible. But where is the conservative counter to this energy? Where is it? Do you feel it? 
If you feel it, then you must express it. Otherwise, it eventually degenerates into a comatose lie. Without vision, a people perish. Vision is what the LOA is all about. Never mind that their claim that there can be no objective reality, or if it does exist, we can never get it right or understand it fully. This is the claim of George Soros. This seems fair as far as it goes, but it denies Christianity, which claims to be objective, concrete, and absolute truth, and that heaven is a real place, more real than what we are currently experiencing. The LOA won't touch any of this except to say something shallow like, Jesus was a great teacher. The LOA gives you what you think you deserve. There are basic principles. We conservatives should apply this to all we do. Number one, get clarity on your outcome. Number two, get into a gratitude state. Number three, visualize. Number four, don't really try to control what's been started. Simply surrender to the process. And number five, far and away most important, you must, 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 must take action towards the highest priorities of life. To deny the surface efficacy of the LOA is sheer madness. If you have ever read the book Think and Grow Rich, you know these techniques have extreme validity. The most successful grassroots success stories involving pulling yourself up from your own bootstraps, Horatio Alger-type personalities, at least all know about the success principles of the LOA, and I think with no exceptions. Albert Einstein famously said, Imagination is everything. It is the preview of life's coming attractions. Listen, here's the main thing. If we have so much personal power, so much control, why are there so many calls for government overreach? It's because of blatant insincerity. If they really believed this was all to create a kind of heaven on earth, then why the coinciding emphasis on socialism or victimization for the masses? Why? Because the LOA is really only for the privileged. They don't really want it for me or you, and certainly not for minorities. Victims make the victors in life feel even better about themselves. In fact, they get to feel superior to all others. They can never admit this, of course. Their God complex demands it. Besides, competition just makes life more difficult for them. It blocks all the awesome kundalini from firing off and manifesting in all the seven chakras. The victors need victims so that they can flaunt their moral and kindness superiority in front of their fellow superior peers. Look at how loving and compassionate we all are. It becomes a kind of show-and-tell for show-offs. They get to compare cars and model homes and model wives, and they never really show up lacking in anything except for the spiritual component that is based on objective reality rather than their own subjective imaginings. These elites are all graduates of MSU, making stuff up. The Christian counter to the LOA is, Ask and it shall be given you. Matthew 19.26, 
Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Galatians 6-7, Do not be deceived, God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. For conservatives, the LOA must be linked to political success. It is absolutely mandatory because the machinery that the demon cat Democrats, the deep state, the globalists, and the Chicoms have in place is so far unbeatable. We must understand what, at least what they understand. So again, the steps for this LOA. Number one, get clarity on your outcome and be sure to count the costs in advance. Do this to avoid the very common fear of success. Number two, identify limiting beliefs. We all have lots of these. Number three, get into a gratitude mindset. Number four, have unwavering desire. That's huge. Number five, have intense and detailed visualization of not only the desired outcome, but, but of the preliminary steps as well. Number six, have confident focus. Walt Disney said, if you can dream it, you can do it. Number seven, have healthy habits. There's a book out there called Atomic Habits, and just in a nutshell, uh, one of the main tenets is you want to have several things that you do on a regular basis that are important to achieving what you are meant to achieve in life. Um, but not overdo it, especially time-wise. So you can spend as little as five seconds or five minutes doing an important thing, move on to the next one, and then you have a big uh, desk or wall calendar. You put a big X through each day, and the idea is to have as many of those days uh, in a row with the big Xs. And that book is called Atomic Habits, so that's very important too. Healthy habits. Number eight, have unshakable belief. Best way to do this is through daily prayer. Not incantations, but prayer in Jesus' name. Number nine, surrender to the process. Number ten, consistent work ethic. Again, this is most important. God gave us arms, legs, and hands for a reason, to work and to work hard. New Agers and globalists say you can name it and claim it. But excessive long-term obsession can lead to pretty serious neurosis or overconnecting events to thoughts can leave you a bit loopy, to say the least. Oprah Winfrey loves all this LOA stuff, but she got very depressed and had a huge weight gain problem after really getting into this, probably stemming from her overconnecting her thoughts to her inadequate results. New Agers love to sing praises of Jesus as the greatest teacher of all time, but he was crucified on a cross. The worst possible way to die. So did his thinking attract a horrible, meaningless death to their atheistic or agnostic minds? Remember, their religion is the LOA, not Christianity. So their argument that we can all avoid bad things in life through our thinking or vibrational energy sounds quite silly. If Jesus couldn't do it, how can we? The left loves to misquote the Bible. Give and you receive, which sounds like selfishness. It sounds like it's Machiavellian, 
the LOA, overwhelming numbers of liberals have bought into it, but not conservatives. But this really doesn't make too much sense, does it? Conservatives have been too traditional regarding this, and yet nothing in the Bible really discourages the key basics of a positive mindset and even visualization. The very word, Amen, after an earnest prayer means, I believe this to be true. Believing is what gives the prayer so much power. Simply believing can mean the difference between heaven and hell. Having the faith of a mustard seed means the most basic of the most basic states of believing. Jesus said, come to me as a child. What is a child's belief in God? When I hear this, I visualize a child running with full speed and attention and full happiness and full gratitude into the loving arms of Jesus. All of my senses are engaged in the mere imagery of that Bible phrase. So that energy is essential. So, conservative action requires putting our cause into hyperdrive because we don't have the long term to look forward to. Too much can be lost in the next year and a half before the crucial 2024 elections. If we lose that, I believe we will lose it all. But conservatives seem too slow and stodgy and too stuck in the past to even want to put our very slow-moving movement into hyperdrive. Instead of simple visualization, Christians tend to pray and say, God's will be done. This is fine. But if it's only God and not us at all, then why are we even here? Why did God put us on earth? To suffer in anguish, believing we are mere victims throughout all of life? Or are we here to be joyous participants in doing God's will? If so, how do we get unstuck? The Bible has many verses about the need to move forward. Daniel 11.32 The people who know their God shall stand firm and take action. The law of inertia states that a resting body tends to remain at rest. Benjamin Franklin said, We must take action. Up sluggard and waste not life, in the grave will be sleeping enough. Leftists have the energy of demons because many are demon-possessed. This whole thought-creates-reality stuff is the polar opposite of what God teaches. But the method of manifesting what they want does have incredible proven power. Without vision, the people do perish. So visualization is real. Pictures are real. And when you imagine them to be real, they become real within the bounds of objective reality, of course. Visualization is the very thing needed to jumpstart a massive global conservative renaissance. Without this, it will never ever happen. The LOA claims to be all about personal responsibility. So why do so many leftists believe in it when it is so anathema to socialism and totalitarianism? It makes no sense. Except that it trains them to want to use it as a fantasy-like shortcut to get whatever they want in life. But visualization combined with hard work is what actually makes it work, and that's in our wheelhouse. That's why conservatives should be far more interested in the LOA than leftists. So why don't we use it? 
Well, being busy with jobs and family, we just haven't gotten around to it. But we're entering into that phase of American inevitability where we just can't put it off any longer. Procrastination makes easy things hard and hard things harder. One of my favorite quotes from Winston Churchill, he says, that America will always do the right thing when all other options have been exhausted. In any 100% honest debating scenario, we win on all fronts, fairly and objectively. Conservatives win across the board. So why do leftists seem to have all the momentum and energy? Again, they worship the LOA. We don't. When we start using the biblically correct tools freely given and supported by God through Jesus Christ, positive, prayerful intention and visualization, we will actually start to completely destroy the leftist, socialist, and totalitarian fascist enemy. Mark my words. If the globalist left can use the LOA to successfully advance the most evil and corrupt and idiotic ideas imaginable, just to barely scratch the surface, for example, the normalization of child molestation through drag queen story hours, imagineering millions of different genders, massive child sex trafficking, sex changing, erased borders allowing drug cartels to ruin America, demonization and criminalization of truly good patriotic Americans who were honorably protesting on January 6th, the wholesale corruption of elections, and so on. If they can do all these incredibly dangerous and stupid things using the LOA for fuel, just imagine what we can do for all the good and true things we can advance if we just use a tiny fraction of all that LOA energy. Just imagine. The ace up our sleeves is that we're honest and they have to lie and misrepresent everything they stand for. They don't want to honestly debate anything. They want to censor us and jealous for our opinions because they know they can't win honestly. That's why they have to cheat in elections. The truth doesn't mind being questioned. A lie does not like being challenged. The globalist left will not debate us on anything. They simply hurl invectives with no convincing reasoning behind any of it. Worst of all, they are the instigators of a coming worldwide conflagration. They know nothing and care nothing of what history has already taught us that reckless, narcissistic, prideful, thoughtless changes can and will lead to an inevitable bloodbath and quite possibly to World War III. Consider this. If they have no Christian ethics, what's stopping them from simply crushing their Christian enemy by any means necessary just to get their way? Hitler, Stalin, Mao Zedong, they all had no Christian ethics. And we're seeing this play out yet again with the Demon Cat Democrat Party. We must destroy their political power before it's too late. You've been listening to No PC Allowed. I am Mac Iverson. We will meet again next week and every week.